What's up, y'all? Welcome to... Ooh, I almost said three. It's two brothers and a shot of milk today, guys. Two brothers and a shot of milk. Chris, he just closed on a house, so he has some some family stuff, some 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 business stuff to take care of. But we are going to hold it down. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, action figures, comic books, anime, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson. We got Richard Wilson. Gentlemen, what's going on? How is your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? Yo, I only want to talk about one thing. Let's talk about this Spider-Man movie, man. Let's start Jack, we got We got stuff to get through, Jack. But while he said that, I will say this. I'm going to say it at the top. I'm going to say it throughout the podcast. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. We are going to spoil this movie so hard. And anything else that could be connected to this movie, we're spoiling it. So I'm letting you know now. And we're going to continue to remind you as we go further. Because this is spoiler freaking city. Yeah, now that doesn't necessarily mean you got to turn it off now. We're no, not no, going to no, talk no, about no, the movie no, right no. now. We're going to talk about a bunch of other stuff, then the movie. So you got a good 20 minutes of content you can listen to if you want. But I don't want to talk about any of that 20 minutes. Let's talk about the movie. Jack, what did you do this week? All right, I'll tell you what I did this week. I watched uh, some of Witcher. And I can tell you, man, I like the content. I like the so Witcher good. content. I'm glad it's back. I like Henry Cavill. Why the F hasn't DC given him his second standalone Superman movie is just preposterously crazy because this guy is a beast of an actor. I watched Fight Club again after, like, not seeing it for 20 years. Wow. Interesting. And the movie holds up, y'all. Yes, it, Fight Club, It dude. is a phenomenal film. So any, any of you millennials out there who ain't seen Fight Club yet, Go watch that movie because there's a handful of films that came out that pushed storytelling. They pushed the way movies are made and they made audience members smarter. They made better audience members. And Fight Club is one of those movies. The other thing I did, and Rich knows about this one, I was reading The Department of Truth last time Rich and I had our standalone podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I finished it. The Department of Truth. Okay. Um, my buddy West at the shop I work at, we got a um, comic book swap thing going on, which has just been phenomenal. And he let me borrow this one. And anyone out there who's looking for good content, comic book content, check out The Department of Truth. You will not regret the choice. Listen, I've just been... um. Looking at my usual stuff, uh, Baruto, uh, killing off a few episodes of Bofuri. I'm probably butchering the name, but listen, it's, it's fun. It's a fun watch. Um, well, one episode of The Witcher, enjoying it. That's a good episode, right? That first yeah. episode is fire. Yeah, for that episode oh, was it. Um, and then uh, just doing some uh, some light gaming through uh through the world of Halo, and uh, oh. So my brother's friends, they got into, they got back into uh, Borderlands 3. So I was like, okay, let me, uh, you know, get the dust off it, re-download it to the main hard drive and get back into it myself. Because they added some new content. A lot of people don't know. I mean, you, sh- you should know if you've been following us, but they added some new content. And uh, it's, it's a lot to do, a lot to do. And there's more coming out in a couple of, in a couple of months. Wow. So y'all need to get into that borderlands um me same as you guys i jumped into that witcher and i didn't love the first season because i didn't realize the book was short stories so it was too just disjointed for me 
but this second season is just it's perfect man like that first episode and ah so 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 heartbreaking so heartfelt and i'll be honest i'm not as into yennefer's story yet as i am you know Geralt and the in the in the girl but we'll see how that goes um, I went to the comic book store, man. I went to I went twice this week. First, I went there to get my Batman '89 issue four, Chris, <laughs> who still probably hasn't read issue two yet. And I got my Radiant Black issue ten. Yo, Radiant Black is fire for anybody that needs that Power Ranger fix. Radiant freaking Black. Then I went today, right before the podcast. I don't have it on me, but I got the uh, the Robin and Batman issue two, the the mm-hmm. the book two, which okay. is. Such a dope book from seeing it from Dick Grayson's point of view. And I got my Berserker number six. Yeah. Oh, man. Looks bloody. I can't wait to jump into that. And uh, there's not much left of, of that. How many are there? Are there six? I, yeah, I, the six is the latest one. No, but I mean, it's a limited series. Oh. So it's going to conclude. There's only six or ten that are even coming out. It's a limited run. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're about we're almost done with, with with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't jumped into six, so. Oh, geez, that's heartbreaking. Mm. That's heartbreaking, Jack. Yeah, um, but all good things must come. Sorry to, to ruin it. <laughs> all good things must come to an end. But Rich, yo, I got a question for you. What's the question, Holmes? What is the Incredible Hulk's alter ego? What is the Incredible Hulk's alter ego? The Credible Hulk. <laughs> like he's just mildly, like he's just mildly impressive. Like he's everything he does is credible. It's just like my. <laughs> see, the problem is his, his alter ego is Bruce Banner. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, also no. Bruce Banner's alter ego is Hulk. So who's the Hulk's alter ego? Is the Credible Hulk? The, don't in, make any sense. If you're in, incre- okay. No, because Credible just means that that you is, is what you're saying is valid. Or Are you trying to tell me that, that, thing, that there's credible, truth behind it? Credible. So Credible's but not. He's not. The he's, not the, he's not. He's not the uncredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> for today's debate, incredible Hulk. No, but, but the Incredible Hulk is credible. But incredible is like it defies logic. But credible is like that's very reasonable. I can see that you can lift that. That's like mildly but, impressive. But that's like saying you think infamous, infamous <laughs> means not famous. <laughs> that's not. That's not even close to the word. <laughs> this joke is a botched. This joke is botched. <laughs> this is. B- is, 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 fire. is it worse than Thor Tortilla? No. Nah, you know nah, what? Was, first of all. <laughs> if y'all didn't listen, last week, Rich gave it a go with the joke of the day. And Come all on, this judgment he gives me, you would have thought that he would have came with fire. Man, I, mean, I didn't I'm think the joke had to be good. I thought there's will be bad dad jokes. So. They're not bad to me. My jokes are bad. Oh, you love them. Yeah. No, they're pretty. They're pretty bad. They're good to me. I feel bad for the people who got to listen to you say it every week. They love this segment. But no, they, you love this segment. We can redeem it, though. We can <laughs> redeem care. it if we go down the street, make a right, make a left at the stop sign. We arrive at the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. 
here at the Collector's Corner. We take something out of our toy chest, something off our bookshelf, something out of our video game case, we present it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. Gentlemen, what do you got? Gentlemen, this week I'm showing off my Marvel Superheroes number 18. This is the first appearance of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Who are they? They're not the Guardians we know, right? Well, I mean, kind of they are. You got Yondu over here. He's a Mm. little different. Uh, I assume this is uh, Drax. This dude is probably your Star-Lord version. Not entirely sure. Um, I haven't read it. It is a sealed graded comic so i couldn't 100 percent be honest with you but this is the first appearance of the guardians as they were this is uh graded a 3.0 so it's not a high grade but it is pretty cool to have in the collection definitely sick jack sick all right listen i was going crazy for this episode specifically i was looking for something that i had in my collection and i came across this and this actually goes with, I believe, the first uh, collectible that I showed. And it was for Halo Reach. It's the box that the game came in. Mm. It's a nice uh, hardcover box. Got a little handle right here, metal. Pull that out. and But uh, the game would go into this area here. You pop that out. And I only opened this up once. So, wow. It's like a bubble wrap cover. I'm, I know it's making noise. I'm sorry. It's like a top secret file in your Halo yeah. case. And this was the video game was in all it this. For the video game, which is and it's some of the stuff that I actually love. It's like oh, this is dope. A whole bunch of artwork. It's like it's like a notebook. It's like a journal, right? For um for Dr. Halsey, if everyone knows, she is the she is the creator of the Spartan program. Sketches yes. of the the Mjolnir armor, and you just all of her little notes and sketches and whatnot for everything. And it's pretty dope. Pretty this dope. It's amazing because it, it, it's a it's a thick book. It's not like a little pamphlet, yeah. and it's a lot of content they created just for that full immersive experience. That is. Have you uh, have you decided what platform you're gonna let go? You what said platform? you said to watch Halo the series on Paramount Plus. Oh, right. right. You're a Halo guy. You gotta watch I, it. I got I got I got I got a little bit of time. I think. I hope. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta figure it out. I think I'm gonna let go of Showtime. Um, no, I watched these the mirror on Showtime. You got you need to jump in Dexter too. We'll talk. Yeah, about I was that gonna say Dexter's time. on Showtime. We'll talk about that at a different oh, time. Hard decision. Hard Showtime. decision. I know. We'll figure I it know. out. I'll, I'll figure it out. out. But that's sick, Rich. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. That's what I just came across when I was looking for this. Right? As you know, if yes. you don't know, I'm a DVD guy. So oh, wow. I bought some Blu-ray joints. Um, The Amazing Spider-Man. Right. Boom. Throw that over there. Then I have the trilogy of Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. But this one is what I was looking for. It's the Amazing Spider-Man collectible like head. And it has a bonus DVD in there. There you go. Oh. And through the lizard man. But I just thought this was just dope as it is. Just it's I mean, the, look how uh, good that looks. Yeah, it's a plastic uh molding of the Spider-Man like mask. It's had yeah. Blu-ray <laughs> inside. That is sick. So appropriate for today's episode. Well done, Rich. Well freaking done. Well, jumping on your bandwagon, I pulled out this book. I have this kind of the best of Marvel Comics volume. It's in red. It has like gold lettering with Spider-Man on the front. What's special about this, this came out in like 1987. Mm -hmm. This book I got when I was like eight years old. 
Rich, I don't know if you remember, Liquidators in Spring Valley got yes. that. This costs $2.90. And what's special about this book is it has, first is the first time I saw this, where uh, Spider-Man's fighting Dr. Octopus. And it has the iconic image of him pushing up the machine over mm-hmm. his head with water falling down. And which Spider-Man Homecoming used, that, that they were inspired by that when Peter was pulling up that thing. And he's like, come on, Spider-Man. He has to dig deep. But what's special about this book for real for me is it has one of the best Spider-Man stories that I've ever read. Most touching stories. And it's pretty much about this kid who gets a hold of this reporter. And as you're watching the pages with him and Spider-Man, you, hear the, you see the reporter's article. This kid's a big Spider-Man fan, wants to meet Spider-Man. Spider-Man shows up. He tells him about all his adventures. They're hanging out in the kid's room. He creates like a little web swing and pushes the kid on the swing and pretty much spends the entire day with the kid. And Spider-Man's like, all right, time to go. And the kid's like, wait one second. Can you tell me who you are? He's like, I don't usually do this. He's like, I won't tell anybody. And he pulls off his mask. He says, I'm Peter Parker. And he tells the kid how he got bit and all that stuff. And they hugged and it was a sweet moment. And as Spider-Man swings away, you see something on the wall and it says clinic for cancer. You see the Mm. rest of the article and it said, this kid has leukemia and he has two weeks to live. So it was like, when I read that, I read that as a kid and I was like dwelling up like, wow. And I think that's what's special about this genre. It's like it touches us in a very special way and, and, and it can hit deep, man. So that's one of the dopest Spider-Man stories I've ever read. And that is my collector's corner item. Let's get to the news. It's time for the news. Yo, so while we're talking about Spider-Man, remember, spoilers are throughout this whole thing. This isn't a spoiler, but spoilers beware. So we talked about this a couple episodes ago, how Tom Holland said, like, I'm done. He recently said, I'm thinking about pausing on acting. I think I might want to start a family, have a life. And then um Zendaya? Because they I, dating. Hey, hey, he ain't mm. say he ain't say who. Cause is she ready? Is she ready? We're Yo, not we've gone to tabloids. We're not tabloids. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the conversations you picking. Man. But then Amy Pascal is like, no, we're doing more Spider-Man. And it was a conflict. Later, Kevin Feige came out and said, We're in development right now. We are definitely working on a Spider-Man four. For yeah, sure. But with who? It's going to be with Tom Holland for sh- he He says it's with Tom Holland. We'll see. But I basically, I think there was so much beef between Marvel and Sony at the end of every Spider-Man movie. It was always unclear whether we're going to get another one, whether they're going to, they're going to play nice together. And this Listen, one, he's like... It, it is a short ticking clock before we finally have our Miles Morales. We are this close. And without giving spoilers, after watching this... I'm okay waiting a little bit longer if they keep giving us this. Just a little bit longer. Oh, you're never going to get this again. <laughs> no spoiler, but you're never going to get this you're never going to get this again. Oh, man. We're going to stay away from that. Um, also, as of this recording, we're recording this on December 19th. No Way Home has the third biggest opening of all time, of all movie time, which is just... Makes complete sense. Spider-Man usually does, but this Spider-Man movie? Yo. uh, I'll say this without giving anything away. I think last (laughs) I looked, there was something like a 96% critic review and a 99% fan review. And that's pretty damn accurate. That's that's when you know the movie's good. 
and it hits all the chords the fan base needs. Like when the all right, stop talking about all, it. All right, we're done. We're done. We're, we're done. We're gonna talk about it. We're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. DC's Blue Beetle movie will premiere in theaters instead of HBO Max. That's pretty. That's that. That's a big deal. What do you mean that? Nah, Blue Beetle. Blue, Blue Beetle's dope, Jack. I know, but I want to watch it on my TV. Stop making no, me pay man. thirty bucks. Blue Beetle. Any of you who are not in California, movie prices are hell expensive out they here. They are, they are. But this isn't Hawkeye, man. This isn't a scaled down hero. Blue Beetle has powers. He has armor. We need that on the big screen. Man. <sighs> yeah, yeah. We got yeah, special yeah. effects. We got Iron Man, alien armor tech. Come on, come on. What else here? Oh, here we go. So on to another. <laughs> <laughs> DC movie, The Batman. Uh, now that is looking dark. That is looking, oh, it's, it's so dark. You're going to need to brighten yeah. up your screen, man. The director said, uh, Matt Reeves, when he wrote the film, he listened to music and he listened to Nirvana, something in the way. He says that when it came to me, rather than making Bruce Wayne the Playboy version we've seen before, there's another version who had gone through a great tragedy and become a recluse. So I started making this connection with Gus Van Zandt's last days and the idea of this fictionalized version of Kurt Cobain. And Robert Pattinson went on to even say, uh, Bruce has been hiding away. He's not really a socialite at all. He's building all these little contraptions and things just with Alfred. And even Alfred thinks he's gone insane. I'm digging this take, man. I'm digging this take. Uh, and if he ever has to become Playboy Bruce Wayne, like I really want Alfred to like really force him. You have to show your face. They'll think you're Batman if you don't. But outside of that, Bruce Wayne doesn't want to do anything but Batman. Well, keep in mind how many eccentric, recluse, incredibly wealthy are kind of out there. You know, mm -hmm. it kind of comes yeah. with the territory of money sometimes. This um, oddly, well, what's the word? Like um, <laughs> social awkwardness. Like the dude of the aviator dude. Like who that exactly. was based off of. Just locked yeah. away. So yeah, it doesn't sure. not make sense for the yeah. character. To me, that doesn't feel like a departure from the comic, although it may feel like they're focusing on other elements, you know? Yeah. They'll just have to come up with a way for, for the police not to start sniffing up, you know, Bruce Wayne. Because why wouldn't they? But why would they? Armored, the tech, the tech is the big thing. Somebody has to be funding the Batman. If, and, and I mean, that's why in year one, they knock on Bruce Wayne's door. They're like... This guy can't just, he's not just wearing spandex, right? He has these cars, these grappling hooks, these things. It's like, yeah. and you just came back to Gotham a year ago. This Batman, his tech doesn't seem all that like high tech in a way. Yeah, like, I, I'm like, not, so, I haven't got like a real good look at the, at the car, but I mean, I saw the bike and I'm just like, I feel like anybody could build that. Like, you it's can, not high tech, but it's like in real life for you to have that type of armory, you ain't eBay that bad boy. You ain't Craigslist all that. So but like, it does feel like it's like modified in his shop as opposed to the Lucius Fox version of it. Right, right, yeah. right. But he's still able to buy the cars to, to, to make shift his Batmobile, buy all the motorcycles to put it to people don't have access to that type. Yeah, of but he's not the only wealthy person in Gotham. Yeah. You know? To me, it feels like actually feels like a jump that the police would automatically assume that this rich billionaire recluse guy is rich, the Batman. Rich billionaire recluse guy that's 25 years old that just came back to town. Is he just coming back to town in the film? 
if it's if it's based off the comics, Batman and Bruce Wayne are like a year apart. I guess we'll have to reserve some of this commentary. <laughs> we'll have to wait. But either way, we're both we're digging it. We're digging it. And guys, it's a short news week because we got so much more to talk about, but it's time to stop being polite, Rich. Okay. Stop stop being nice, Jack. Stop smiling. It's Can't time for it. a debate. Let's get ready to run. If I didn't say this to you guys listening, I'm so sorry. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas for all those it, celebrating Christmas. Is it Christmas by the time you're, you could say happy holidays? Well, happy holidays, but specifically Merry Christmas. Because I want to know, guys, if you can give a superhero a Christmas gift, what would it be and why? What about a Hanukkah gift? Okay. Is it a lot more gifts? You're right. <laughs> I love that we derailed this whole thing just to specify the gifts. <laughs> Well, I don't want you to be insensitive to our audience, Lawrence. I'm sorry if Christmas offends you guys. <laughs> it's been going on for a while. <laughs> if you can give a superhero an all-inclusive spiritual or non-spiritual holiday gift, what would it be and why? What a wonderful question. I would give Superman a pair of Chuck Norris pajamas. Are we I'm giving you time to put crickets under this in your post? <laughs> Why? Because even Superman needs a hero to look up to. Okay. I, I see where you went there. Yeah. Wow. You know, Chuck Norris is, uh, is pretty much Superman. Is he, though? I mean, listen. If, uh, who, who does Superman look up to when he was growing up? Chuck yeah. Norris. Did he, though? Listen, when Chuck Norris does push-ups, he doesn't move. The earth moves. Yeah, and you know what happened when he was bit by a deadly poisonous cobra? I don't know what happened. After three days of excruciating pain, the cobra died. Legend has it. Is it a legend? Yeah. That's it legendary status? These are just facts. Well, well, Jack, I think that is a, a, a decent gift for Superman. It's Chuck Norris pajamas. There you I go. I don't know how to debate that. Rich, please tell me you have something a little bit more. Listen, man, uh, I don't have to go with Deadpool because that's my G. Yes. Um, first and foremost, it's going to be multiple gifts, all right? I'm giving him gift cards to IHOP because he loves pancakes. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, I'm giving him a 10. You know, the, uh, the holiday 10s, like you get popcorn in and whatnot. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give him a 10 of some of the best chimichangas I could find. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm going to give him a card that when it opens up and plays music, Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas, because that's his favorite song. Okay. You're a stalker. <laughs> this is the, this is he's, like, a, he's a really thoughtful kid. <laughs> so, I feel like when he gets all these gifts, he's going to be so terrified. I'm like, why does this guy? <laughs> They're so intimate, Rich. <laughs> but very thoughtful. Wow. Man. Uh, well, I would want to give honorable mention. I just want to give Peter Parker $1,000. Like, just here's a check for a G. <laughs> Go pay your rent. <laughs> Merry Christmas. 
you know, go, go, go to the laundry mat. But I want to get like Mr. Terrific to help me make a potion. I think it's been in comics before. I don't know, but make a potion, like a yellow, like, like a red sun type of potion. So Superman can be like human for a day. Didn't didn't they, didn't they do that with uh, he swapped powers with Lois Lane for a day, or did she just had powers for a day? She had powers for a day. But didn't he not have powers during that time? I think he had powers. I gotta I look thought, at that All Star. She ended up saving him. Then maybe he lost. Maybe they. I gotta look back at it. But I want him to like not have powers and be not around any super activity. Like mm-hmm. be Clark for a day. You can't hear help. You can't. Be with your wife, be with your son, or or before they had a kid, be with your wife, go to your parents and like live a regular day and know the Justice League, they, they can handle it. And you don't have a choice. You can't super up. I think he can use a day off. And he can he can he can do it in his a Chuck Norris pajamas. Oh, it's a two-part gift. It's a two-part gift. Hey. Huh? Maybe he likes chimichangas, Rich. You ever think about that? You might. You might like some chimichangas. Mm-hmm. Oh man, well. Very thoughtful sort of debate, guys. Rich, what you got on, man? We might need to take a trip to Fashion Row. Wait, before Rich goes, we should go first. because He's killing it. Those of you who are listening and can't see, because we have the benefit of seeing, we already see he's killing it. He's killing it. He's killing it. So we're going to go, you're going to go last and we're going to go first. I'm just, matter of fact, you should just leave. I should, (laughs) I I should leave. We should leave and he should leave. Yeah, you're right. We should leave and we should just let Rich talk to the people by himself. Because he's, he obviously cares about them more than we do by wearing what he's wearing. (laughs) Yeah. He's wearing it right. (laughs) Oh, man. So I'm wearing a black hoodie that has a Superman logo put on there by my uncle. He made it. Uh, and it's kind of cool because it has that kind of Smallville when Clark was wearing his black T-shirt makeshift Superman look. Kind of has that kind of emblem. So it's kind of looks cool. good, but it looks like he got mayonnaise stains all it's over. Like, it. No, that's That'll part work. of the paint. That's part of the paint uh-huh. on the S. It's like hodgepodge. Well, hodgepodge is right. You know, Jack, what you got on? I'm wearing my Pork Chop Express shirt. Jack Burton's Pork Chop Express. Any of you who don't know the reference to this shirt, it is from arguably the best movie ever made. Wow. Every movie out of the water. This movie was called Big Trouble in Little China. It starred none other than Kurt Russell, and he killed it. And if you ask my opinion, the Mortal Kombat video game is based off this movie. It's a lot Big of similarities. Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. similarities talking about you Raiden there's a lot of similarities not just Raiden freaking Luke Kang the Luke Kang. I mean you consider the hero protagonist of Big Trouble in Little China is 20 years before uh, maybe not 20 years but it's at least 10 15 years before Mortal Kombat ever ever arrived on the scene I don't think it's one of the best movies ever made though what I think we might be talking about that pretty soon I don't think you can hold that in the same conversation but let's get to the reason why we're here Rich what do you got on man Listen, man, I got on a Spider-Man shirt. I'm not just any Spider-Man and Not just any Spider-Man shirt. It's when he uh, when he was wearing the black outfit, which we'll get into that later because I also love the way that happened. But the black outfit, and it has the um, the special the special uh, bell 
spheres, rings. Oh, Doctor Strange's little yeah, but Doctor Strange, yeah. And you got the spider emblem, and then around that is the is the ring. And wow. yeah, black shirt with the emblem. I was like, you know what? That's it right there. We talking about Spider Man today. We need to do this right. That's the shirt. That's going on the Grand Ridge. That's yeah, gotta, gotta go on. The you gotta take a shot of that. Got to. Also, for anyone who didn't see his shirt from last week, go check out Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk because his shirt last week was incredible also. Sick. I mean, you can just scroll through and you'll see just bangers from Rich. We're trying to keep up. Now I think it's time for the main topic. It's time, time for, for the, the main, main event. event. Yo, we're going to spoil the hell out of this film right okay, now. Okay, okay. Come on. This come on. is Spoiler City, and it's not even just spoiler for Spider Man. It's spoilers for any MCU thing that might even intersect with this thing. Here we go Spider Man No Way Home. It picks right up from Spider Man Far From Home, where Mysterio tells the world. Peter Parker is Spider-Man using what he uses to mystify and create stuff that isn't really there, but he pretty much sets Peter up for not only like killing him, but also like a terrorist attack overseas. He blames it on Peter. So we're in the throes of it. Peter, the FBI come to Peter's house. They're grabbing him. Everybody's getting got because they're all either accomplices or Spider-Man. The world's going crazy. He gets brought in. Pretty quickly, we learn the charges are being dropped. He is not going to be held accountable for the terrorist attack for being a bad guy. He has a really good lawyer. We cut to his lawyer and sitting right in front of him is Matt freaking Murdoch. Charlie Cox. Did we say spoilers? Wait, because they're spoilers from Jump, y'all. Spoiler City, ladies and gentlemen. Spoiler freaking city. So... That's right. You heard him right. The Daredevil is the in Daredevil. this movie. He sits across Peter and tells them those charges will be dropped, but you still have to deal with, you know, the court of the, the public opinion. Uh, he does tell Happy he should lawyer up, though, because they believe he stole <laughs> Stark technology. Spoiler alert, which he did steal because he has that joint in the back room. But then just 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 Kevin Foggy's like, I want, I want to make sure you guys are completely clear. This isn't just Matt Murdock. It is Daredevil because a brick gets thrown through the window and homeboy catches it like it's nothing. Peter's like, how did you do that? Which shows me that Daredevil senses work faster than Peter's spider sense because Peter didn't respond as it was coming through the window before Daredevil did. Very interesting. I need this team up to happen. Rich. Very interesting. Yeah. Come on, man. Get through this recap. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. bad. So we're going on, we're going on, we're going on. He wants to get into MIT. So does, so does MJ. So does his boy Ned. They all want to get into MIT and they don't get into MIT because they're, they're, they have stink on them. They are like guilty by public court of opinion. They are walking controversy. So Peter's like, man, this secret getting out is ruining everybody, everybody's life. I need to figure out what to do. He goes to Doctor Strange. He says, Doctor Strange, can you cast a spell to make everybody forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man? Strange says, I shouldn't, but I'll do it. And he makes it look like it's light work. Like, this is nothing. I do it on a Tuesday. Until Peter started messing with the spell, saying, well, let, let Aunt May remember. Let MJ remember. Let Ned remember. And Peter fractures the spell, acting like a little millennial, right? He wants to get everything his way. <laughs> Messes up the spell and messes everything up and then peter's like i'm gonna go talk to the woman myself i'm gonna go to the mit woman i talk to her herself because peter decided to cast a spell instead of maybe going to mit and pleading his case like a normal person would he goes there his spider sense tingles and we got doc 
freaking Ock. Spoiler alert, baby. Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. I'm going to pause the recap. I'm jumping into Spider-Man 2 now. At the end of Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock was fighting against Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And he wanted to pretty much harness the power of the sun. His tentacles gave him the idea of we need to have this power. Peter's Spider-Man is trying to stop him from doing that. They fight, they fight, they fight. Doc Ock's chip explodes in the back of his neck. He freaking realizes, oh crap, what am I doing? And he decides to pull that sun source down and submerge it with him dying. But he ain't dead and he's still a bad guy. He shows up, he starts beating Peter up. Peter puts on his iron suit, stops him using nanotechnology and pretty much shows Dr. Strange what happened. Dr. Strange tells him, the spell you did, you fractured it. Instead of making people forget your Spider-Man, it pulled everyone from across the multiverse who knows your Spider-Man. Holy freaking crap. I'm gonna give you some gauntlet. Have you transfer these people here? You gotta go get them. Get the Scooby gang and get to work. Scooby gang is MJ and Ned. He goes out there, he finds freaking Electro and Sandman. But before that, I skipped the part, Jack. You should have stopped me. Yeah, well, because he saw the Green Goblin too. We saw the Green Goblin too, baby. Yeah. Green Goblin was on that bridge too with a freaking pumpkin bomb. Guess Willem Dafoe. Pause the recap. Recap, Spider-Man 1, Willem Dafoe, Norman Osborn, doesn't want to go back to formula. He uses the formula on himself, turns himself into a pretty much super soldier, but he goes psycho. He takes a suit of armor, he takes a glider, and he pretty much wants revenge. Spider-Man tries to stop him, and actually Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's beating the crap out of him, and then he pleads his case, pleads his case, but it's a trick. He tries to send a glider to kill Spider-Man, winds up stabbing himself in the abdomen with his own glider. Back Are you trying train. to tell us that the Green Goblin died in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie? Green Goblin died in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, just like Doc Ock died in Spider-Man 2. Let's move. Ooh, that's oh, two for two villains two. dead and brought back to the multiverse to come hash out in the Tom Holland movie. Interesting. Man, oh man. So we have that going on. Doc Ock is captured in the lair of Doctor Strange. Green, Green Goblin is still on the loose. Freaking Peter Parker's out there trying to fight, but then something weird happens. Green Glop gets like sprayed on him, and he can't fight in a suit that's covered in green glop, right, Rich? That's just disrespect. Uh, yeah, no paint on the Spidey suit. And he did the most teenage thing ever. He just flipped it inside out. Because <laughs> that's what you do when something's dirty, Rich. You just flip it inside out. Yo, and, and, and his suit flipped inside out looked mad cool. It looked pretty freaking cool, and it also it, had the Doctor Strange like, gauntlet. It looked like the Iron Spider suit. Not, not the Iron Man spider suit, but the black Iron Spidey suit from the comics originally. Oh. But it wasn't. That's it, When I was watching the trailer, that's what I thought it looked like. I was like, oh, man, is he in that black Iron Spider suit? Nope. It's no. way cooler. He just turned his suit inside out. Because he's a G. Because <laughs> he's a G. That's what we see. Electro pops up. Electro. And Jamie, I don't, Electro, I don't know what happened when he came into this universe. His hairline yeah. got fixed. His gap got closed. He's looking like, bro, you can give up being a supervillain pretty much. You can be kind of a playboy here if you want to. You don't have to be a supervillain. But anyways, he decides to. He's sucking up all the electricity. Him and Spider-Man fight. Sandman comes out of nowhere. I'm going to take a brief pause. Recapping Amazing Spider-Man 2. Basically, Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield. Jimmy Fox's character bumps into him. He's a bumbling nerd. He doesn't want anything. He falls into a vat of electric eels, gets electric powers, and decides, I want revenge on everybody who ever treated me bad, which means the whole entire world, including Spider-Man, because Spider-Man shunned them that one time on a sidewalk. So then he's fighting Spider-Man, and in the end, they fight, they fight, and pretty much they overload Electro, and he kind of just 
blows away. Blows away, blows away. So that's another villain that died in a Spider-Man movie. Oh, did he die too in the Spider-Man movie? Spoiler alert for Amazing Spider-Man 2, he died too. So then we're back with Sandman. Sandman, Sandman. not from the same Spider-Man movie. He's from the Tobey Maguire movie. He's from Spider-Man 3. So in Spider-Man 3, we realize that Uncle Ben died because of Sandman. Before Sandman turned to Sandman, it was an accident. The gun fell down and went Sandman, off. Sandman, mother effer, killed Uncle Ben. It was by ben. accident. But by the end of uh, Spider-Man 3, Sandman just wants to get back to his daughter. Peter actually forgives him, realizes there's a higher road to take here. And Sandman goes off. He doesn't Dust die. Dust in the wind. He does not die at the end of Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. So we're back here with Tom Holland. Tom Holland manages to capture all of them. And how did he capture the lizard? Where did the lizard come from? I was trying to remember. Where did the lizard come from? Doctor Strange started with the lizard. My bad. Doctor Strange started with the lizard. Brief recap. Amazing Spider-Man Part 1. You got Dr. Kirk Connors trying to regrow his arm and in doing so turn himself into a giant lizard. And he's like, I don't want to be alone. I'm going to turn the city into giant lizards, Rich. And then Peter Parker has to stop him, in which he does. And he dies, huh? He does die. Yes, he dies at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 1. Back into this movie, they have to stop these guys. But they, 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 they realize that all these guys, as I just said, die in their respective movies with the exception of Sandman. So to send them back into their time, they will die because all these villains are actually pulled out moments before, hours before, maybe weeks before they die in their respective universes. So Peter's like, if we send them back, they're dead. But if we find a way to fix them, take away their powers, they won't able to make the choices they make to die. It feels weird sending them to their death. Norman Osborn... They find him because he goes to a soup kitchen because he's like, I went to my house. I went to these places. It's all unfamiliar. Somebody help me because you guys remember in that movie, he has like this kind of multiple personality thing where he is Norman, but then he goes dark and Norman's like, help me. Peter's like, we can help you. We got freaking Norman Osborn, Kirk Connors, Dr. Otto. Yeah, like the leading scientists across the multiverse here. They're going to figure it out, nullify their powers and get back to business. They go to Happy's like freaking condo. Condo that's also like armored and stuff and has all the technology or whatever. They're trying to fix stuff. They're fixing stuff. Electro's getting his powers taken away. Uh, Doc, I got that thing put on him that nullifies the tentacles from controlling him. And then he gives Peter back the nanotechnology that only creates a gold emblem. Doesn't do much else. We'll talk about that later. And then Green Goblin is like, I'm not on your side, sucker, you stupid. And he's like, I'm going to fight you. Bad guys go free. He's fighting Peter. They're all fighting, fighting, fighting. And in the calamity, I may freaking dies. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. I may is dead, baby. I may is dead. But before she dies, she tells Peter, with great power comes great responsibility. Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. Pause. Hold up. Step back. Rewind it. Are you yes. telling me Aunt May said what Uncle Ben said in the other movies? She said it? What I'm telling you is in this universe, Aunt May is the Uncle Ben. Oh, what? Boom. There it is. And then she dies. And Peter is completely lost. His mother pretty much dies right in front of him because of a mistake that he made. He goes away. He just swings away as the freaking FBI police come trying to shoot at people. He goes, Ned and freaking MJ are like, we need to find Peter. Ned has a relic from Doctor Strange that allows him to open up portals. And he's sling like, ring. Say it again. Sling ring. 
Sling ring. Well done, Rich. Sling ring. Sling ring. Open up portals. And he's like, we got to find Peter. Well, we can use a portal. He does a circle, opens the portal. We got to find Peter. Where's Peter? Where's Peter? And then we see Peter. We see Spider-Man in the alley. He comes through the portal, pulls off his mask. Spoiler! Spoiler! Yo, you better... Hey, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyone listening to this content who don't want this thing spoiled at this point, this is, this is, ladies and gentlemen, the point of no return for Yo, spoilers. I just threw my headphones down. <laughs> the, the theater erupted. Yeah. Spider-Man pulls off his mask, revealing Andrew motherfucking Garfield. Bro. He's like, whoa, what am I doing here? MJ and Ned are like, you are not Peter. They're actually a little scared of him. He's like, I'll prove it to you. He actually stuck to a wall. Rich, millennials though, right? That's not enough. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it. Around I'll crawl ceiling. around. He's like, I won't. She's like, can you get that cobweb, please? He goes to get the cobweb. He comes down and they're like, okay, you're not our Peter. We still need to find Peter. Let's try it again. Peter, where are you? And we see Peter in, in the dark. Wait, whoa, alleys. whoa, whoa. Spoiler alert. Anyone who is still listening to this, this is the final, last, absolute last chance to bail out before we ruin every part of this movie for you. Peter Parker comes through the portal. But it's not our Peter. Who is it? Tobey Maguire. What you say? Tobey freaking Maguire in this film too? Uh, I'm out. Dude. I'm out. Throw me out. He comes through in casual wear, looking at them like, what's going on? And they're looking at him like, what's going on? And then Peter and Peter and Spider-Man and Spider-Man look at each other. In my imagination, like, like the senses go off and they kind of like square off and they do like each other's moves, except Toby's OG. So he web shot his web shooter. So kind of, Toby won in that, that you know, engagement. Yeah. But Pause for the cause. What's really special about this is the fans have always said they thought that uh, Toby was the superior Peter Parker and, and Andrew was the superior Spider-Man. So it's cool that when they come into these universes, he comes in as Peter Parker, Andrew comes in as Spider-Man. And Everything then, about this film was really smart. It's smart. And then Tom Holland is the best of both sides. Yeah. Anyways, so moving on, they're like, we need to find Peter. They find him. He's crying on, on the rooftop of his school because MJ's like, that's where he would go to to deal with his problems. They get there. Peter's like, he's crying. You know, his aunt died and he sees these two guys and he pretty much figures out they're him. And he's like, don't don't say anything to me. And then he talks about what his aunt said with great power. And they all said great responsibility. And How do you know that? How do you know what my aunt said? Here's why this movie is so special, because. They could have threw that out there as a trope because it's in everything, but they use it as a way to link their trauma. That is the reason why our Peter was like, you guys are not just me from other universes, but you actually get me. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, oh my God, man, the bond between these three was just amazing. They all, they go to shop. They're like, we can create cures. Let's, let's finish the plan. Revenge is not the way. Let's finish the plan cure these guys they go back to their worlds they live they're like yo we can all pretty much take care of this if we work together they do they're in the lab freaking toby mcguire's working on a, a formula for green goblin and you got andrew garfield working on one for the lizard and then you know our peter is working on one for one of them they're all working on formulas um and then and i gotta stop for another brief. i know this is a recap i gotta stop briefly because i'll forget it mj says peter 
and they all pop up and point at each other like who are you mm-hmm. talking that's the meme yes that's the spider-man meme where they're all yes. pointing they did that they do it another time later too but it was just just brilliant and then you hear their horror and we'll get more into detail so basically they get the formulas they print it send out a message they saying, meet us at the statue of liberty and they're gonna have a fight and they do and our spider-man suit up they suit up they suit up Jack, they, they, they suited up. And, and they didn't do the, the, we're gonna upgrade everyone's costumes so everything looks like Marvel ready. No, they gave us, everyone Spider-Man. wore their Spider-Man costumes. And they went and they fought and they sucked at it because they realized they need to work as a team. They need to use their senses and like almost beat each other. And it works, man. And they start curing up everybody. Everybody gets cured. Sandman is there because he's the only one that wants to go home right now. He doesn't care if these guys die in their worlds. So they have to stop him from pressing the button too soon. Sandman is actually, he's a good guy here. He's not bad. So they're all fighting, fighting, fighting. They pretty much cure everybody. All that's left is Green Goblin. And he's taunting Tom Holland the same way he taunted Toby. And we see freaking Tom Holland Spider-Man throw hands. Like, we ain't never seen him throw hands. That might be one the most brutal Spider-Man fight in all the Spider-Man movies. It it hurt. He was out for blood. He was out for blood. Then he he goes to stab him, Jack. And then Toby jumps in and stops him. Says, and they make that the way. contact, man. This it's ain't like the way. That was oh, hey, you skipped the brother you skipped the best moment. I guess we'll talk about it. Hey, this we'll is a recap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we gotta get to how did you skip the best moment? <laughs> get to it, baby. We, I'm trying to get to the recap. And then Toby stops him. Green Goblin stabs him. He goes down, and then, but not before Green Goblin gets cured. And Tom Holland made the decision. This is the first time we see him make the decision of great power has uh, with great power comes great responsibility. He had to choose the high road when everything else said don't. Then he also has to choose the high road again. He sees Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange is also there because the crack in the universe is only getting freaking bigger. Mm-hmm. And the only way to stop it is to stop. Like everyone who's coming through are people who know Peter Parker, Spider-Man. That's the problem. So Peter's like, you know what, man? Make everyone forget. He's like, if everyone forgets, everyone will forget. There's no, like, middle ground. It's like, I'm cool with that. Does a spell. He goes and says goodbye to his brothers. They freaking hug, man. They hugged. And I was like, I felt that in my soul. Yeah. Then he goes to say goodbye to Ned and MJ. Felt that in my soul, too. Everybody forgets. Peter Parker is non-existent. And we pretty much pick up with him. We see his books for his GED. He's walking around, it's wintertime, and he stops by to see MJ and Ned, and he sees that they got into MIT, and he's preparing a way to like tell her who he is and blah, 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 and he realizes they're better off without him. And he makes that, he makes that Spider-Man choice, man. It's a very specific choice Spider-Man makes, which is to take on the burden of the mask and cut everyone out of his life who can get hurt and he does so and then he goes on without anyone knowing who he is without stark without anything he has to like sew his own costume lives in an apartment and we're pretty much half the spider-man that we're the most familiar with now which is kind of your do-it-yourself makeshift spider-man and that is spider-man no way and are we going to you want to, you want to go to the post credits? You might as well. We're here, man. Yeah. Get the recap post credits. So this dude is still at the beach, Rich. <laughs> <Don't push. laughs> 
is. Let me tell you something. Eddie Brock, for those, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Venom, let there be carnage. Venom. Venom. There's a post credit scene where pretty much Eddie Brock is transported into this universe, sees Tom Holland Spider-Man on the screen as his identity was revealed. Venom licks the screen and says, I want him. Now we're here. He's sitting at the freaking bar talking to this bartender who's trying to tell him about Iron Man, the Avengers. Eddie's not buying it. He tells him about Thanos and how he's this purple alien and Eddie gets mad. Aliens aren't purple. They're black and they suck out your soul and they leech onto you. A lot of stuff is going on here. And then pretty much he gets sent back. Maybe we don't know where he goes, but he pretty much disappears, leaving a drop of symbiote, which made me think maybe the bartender's name is Eddie Brock. (laughs) I'm like, I wonder if his name is Eddie Brock. I don't know. Eduardo Brock. You never know. And then we get another post post credit scene which is pretty much the trailer for dr strange multiverse of madness it looks like whatever spell he did here has longer lasting ramifications and we freaking and then we see uh a wanda from wandavision if you got spoiler alert if you haven't seen wandavision at the end of those events after she brainwashed the whole town and held them captive she pretty much isolated herself in a cabin away from people pretty much like, it looked like she was strengthening her ability to do magic Dr. Strange comes to her and says, I need your help. And then we see all this crazy world-bending stuff. Spoiler alert. And I don't know if this might be a theory, but spoiler alert if you haven't seen the What If series, but it kind of looks like he bumps into Dark Strange. And, and what if there's a universe where Dr. Strange literally empowers himself with every powerful dark entity to make him powerful enough to save his love? Doesn't work. He winds up destroying his universe. And then we got a version that looks exactly like him here, squaring off against this Doctor Strange. And my theory is, we'll save that for when we get into it. But that's pretty much that. Bang! Can we talk about it? Can we talk about this movie? This movie was straight trash. Okay. All right. I spent the entire time watching the film, and there won no damn spider bacon. Thank God, Jack. Thank God they didn't find a way to CGI a freaking spider pig in this bad boy. Thank God. The other, oh. thing, the other thing that didn't work for me about this film was almost absolutely nothing. Hey! This movie was great. Frame for frame, beat for beat, moment for moment. You want a gush fest? What'd you say? Lawrence called me the other day and he goes, yo, Jack. This might be the greatest superhero movie made bar none. Bar none. I hold my ground. This is the best superhero movie ever made. I'll say maybe The Dark Knight's the best movie that so happened to be a superhero movie. Yeah. But this is the best superhero movie ever made. They gave you everything. They everything. gave you everything, and it made sense, and it was earned. And in that recap, which was just – we were blowing through it. I mean, we are blowing through it. But there were moments yeah. that were so nice. Like, they let – there's this moment in the movie where MJ is falling to her death, and Tom Holland swings out to save her. He's diving to catch her, and he can't. Because why? Because the Green Goblin hits him with his glider. And Andrew Garfield, without missing a beat, is right there behind him, swinging down, and he catches her and saves Mary Jane. Well, not Mary Jane, this MJ, in a way where he wasn't able to save his. 
and and this is what this movie is filled with these moments that just brought clarity for each of the characters in their own movie and they found a way to let the audience voice be echoed even in the way they behaved you know it's like everyone's poking fun at toby mcguire's spider-man shooting webs out of his arm without needing the device and they're like so do you shoot him out of anywhere else he's like what no <laughs> gross it's just out of my arms like this movie was so smart it was so driven by paying homage to the fans who've been who've stuck around the content yeah. Yeah. i just cannot gush enough about how phenomenal i would say this movie was phenomenal and the moments were earned, man. Like he just talked about when Andrew Garfield saved MJ. And like, that was also one of the things he told Peter of the loss. Like he couldn't save my MJ. Like they set it up for you. And his performance just with the tears in his eyes, you knew that was Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movie was supposed to get a Spider-Man four. Although people didn't like Spider-Man three, it did really well in the box office. It was supposed to get a Spider-Man four. So the movie ends with, will he get back with MJ? Will he still be Spider-Man after all the bad stuff he did? You don't know. Same thing with Andrew Garfield. They were hoping for Spider-Man 3. Will he get over Gwen dying? How does he get over Gwen dying? What does it look like from here? And this movie not only was a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, but it finished the other movies. It concluded yes. their stories. We got to see that Andrew Garfield went down a dark path as Spider-Man. In his universe, he was not pulling punches. He was yeah. punishing these, maybe not killing them, but like going to work on them. And Toby, he gives you that me and MJ have been working it out. It's been tough, but so that kind of gives us, okay, they're, they're, they're good. They're working it out. They're good. Um, it was just brilliant because they could have easily been dropped in on some cameo tip and that, that would have been fine. We would have been satisfied. But the fact no, that they gave them. Wasn't. And, and, and it was like, even like uh, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man had back issues. And you're like, yes. Toby Maguire had back issues while filming the other two movies. And that was a big thing. He almost missed out on filming Spider-Man 2 because of his back. Yes. So I was like, there were so many little subtle shout outs that just paid homage to the content that was there. And oh, making man. fun of it, like when Andrew was like, but you guys fought aliens? I yes. fight. Because yeah. his Spider-Man was supposed to be, you know, Christopher Nolan, but he was supposed to be the more downsized Spider-Man. He was supposed to yeah. be the one that's more grounded and more realistic. Well, in that case, you are, you would look like the whacker Spider-Man <laughs> compared to these. Like, have you guys ever fought aliens? Toby's like, well, there was this guy with goo and, oh, I fought on the moon. Andrew's like, I fought our guy in a rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Russian guy. A Russian guy. He's like, wait a second. Can we go back to the guy in the money? Can <laughs> we go back? Oh, man. Um, but let's, let's the, take... No, the, the dynamic between the three of them was just freaking fantastic. Like, I loved it. Like, the way they were just going off, going off each other's stories, and then the whole... He was like, look, can we talk about the wrist thing? Like, you it just... Does it always shoot from your wrist? Like, is there any like, time that I it does I feel like you guys are making fun of me. Oh, and they talked about the web block. They talked about the web block. Yeah. Which was so, so great because honestly, that was such an obnoxious part of Spider-Man 2 to me. Like they had to give him some sort of mental block where he couldn't shoot his webs <laughs> anymore. Some crisis. Well, they talked about it. But it was so specific too. Like you got, you got who the big brother was, who the middle yeah. child was, and who the baby was. Like you got yeah. it. Like Andrew was the middle child. He was like not getting the attention. He was a little annoying. And then Toby had, yo, he was OG. He was Uncle Ben-like here. You know, he was the one that was like, you are amazing. Don't say that about yourself. And then, then the time, like, you don't want to go down this road. 
because he almost he like Toby Toby Spider Man almost killed Green Goblin. Green Goblin had to take off his helmet and say, "No, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's not me." Like he was gonna go to work on him because he almost killed MJ. Yeah. So like Toby's lived this. Ah, uh, let's, let's let's piggyback. Let's because there's so much movie here before we even get to the Spider Man. All right, um, let's go back to the beginning. When they showed Daredevil, bro, there were so yeah. many moments in this movie where I was beside myself with joy and it is hard for me to watch a film and let that critic check out it's like it's like there and there were moments there was a moment when we first saw dr strange and his wig looked so bad in his first scene jack this wait this one i'm telling you though and so i noticed it yo that's about all I noticed. That's how freaking good this movie was. There was like a moment. It pulled a you, moment. It pulled you in. And I want to talk about the moment you brought up. But first, I want to say, spoiler alert. I don't even want to say what I'm spoiling right now. But first, Wait, I'm going to say is spoiler there's alert. There's more to spoil? There's more to spoil. Spoiler alert. Wait, Next, let me unplug. I don't want to hear it. You might need to unplug. <laughs> Next thing I'm going to say is, spoiler alert, Hawkeye. All right. Okay. Anyone who's ain't finished the Hawkeye thing, you don't want any spoils. Now unplug. If you've seen Spider-Man, but you ain't seen Hawkeye, unplug now. You've been warned. Okay. In the same week, we got Charlie Cox's Daredevil in this Spider-Man movie. And at the end of the last episode, well, this last episode, by the time episode this five. comes out, episode five, we see Echo's boss. Now, we pretty much all figured out it was the Kingpin, but we got surveillance camera footage of what kingpin looks like and rich what does kingpin look like he looks like the kingpin from the daredevil of netflix got his name horrible names i'm sorry but yes vincent is that guy not for you that so guy right had there vincent d'onofrio reprising kingpin while we got charlie cox reprising daredevil within the regular mcu timeline this so y'all know what that means Dog, we get Daredevil. Back. Daredevil's the coming back. back. Kevin Feige already said Daredevil is coming back, and it will be Charlie Cox. It's just a matter of how and when we're going to introduce him. And they already did. Like, we got the villain and the hero introduced in two separate Marvel things. Yo. At the same time. But that also means that the Punisher exists. And all those people who are in that content, Jason Moore, hope you're having a joycasm right now, buddy boy. You might be back, friend. You might that be also back. Means, that also means Luke Cage. That means Jessica Jones. And unfortunately, that also means that Iron Farts exist in this universe. Now, Wait, now, now take hold back, on. Take it, take it back. Don't want everything. I will say, just because we <laughs> see someone that looks just like them does not mean this is the same universe. Ooh, you mean we still don't necessarily know which multiverse multiverse we're this in. This may not be the Netflix series versions of them. But my we might but we're getting the actors we want in those parts. Right. Who knows? My Who knows? Man. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Ooh. But back to the movie. So yeah, now now my question is this, man. I don't remember Electro knowing about Peter's identity in, in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Maybe a listener, and when we throw this up, can throw that in the comment, but I don't well, remember. In fact, we just snooped it. Electro, that- by the end of it, in fact, does not ever learn Peter Parker's identity. So it makes no so sense why F- he's here. 
How the F did he get there in the first place? That Well, that's a wonderful question. But let me ask you this, Lawrence. If you had the ability to bring Jamie Foxx into any film and let him be Fox, wouldn't you take that opportunity? Can I answer this honestly? Yeah, might as well. Electro probably is my least favorite part of the whole movie. And I'll say this. This is why. I felt like Jamie Foxx was Jamie Foxing and playing cool. And the reason why these characters work is because they are who they were in the other movies. Like, I needed him to be, in, if he's in his human form, the comb over. Like, all that stuff. I Like, like what made it You're work. You're saying what happened to the person that was actually in the film. Why didn't that translate to this film? The character. Yes. The, the act, yeah, the person. And... And it stood out because all the other characters were exactly who they were in their other movies. So if he had the comb over, the glasses, he and wasn't some semblance. He wasn't the same character. Like even the acting of it, it wasn't the same person. Well, I almost got the sense that he wasn't even from that other multiverse because of the way they changed him so drastically. I would have if the scene he had between him and Andrew Garfield, Max, Max, this is not you, Max. They, they had enough dialogue That's between true. each other. They go, oh, this is his electro. And that part yeah, was like, and, and then when he was looking in the mirror, or not in the mirror, he was looking in uh, the reflection of himself. He was like, yo, I like the way I look here. They made a point to say coming over here with this electricity and power changed his appearance. It didn't change right. anybody else's appearance for the better. And it changed his personality. That's the big yeah. thing. Like He wasn't this confident. He didn't have yeah. swag. So my issue was not Jamie Foxx's performance, just the choice to change his character without reason. It, it made it feel disjointed. It made it feel like the nostalgia factor worked with everything else, but him, Do you not think as much. Anyone else could have had the conversation point that they gave his character, though? What do you mean? They let Jamie Foxx specifically, and I don't want to say it was because he's black, but they let Jamie Foxx have the only conversation that alluded to a Miles Morales reality oh that point could no, anyone they, else have no 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 one else would even think about spider-man being black like there's only yeah. like only a black person would go oh that dude gotta be black <laughs> like yeah. everybody else is like impossible <laughs> so that that's a that conversation point was I think a huge conversation Easter egg that Marvel needed wanted to put in this because there's a, been an outcry for Miles Morales to be in a live-action f- film form. So why have, why have Jamie Foxx in this film if, if, and you know they know that they were breaking the rule, that the convention they set up to have him in this film, they're breaking the rule, hoping that audience members are just going to give it the pass. Because I think it was similar to um, what uh, Zack Snyder did with Jared Little's Joker. Like, I hate what they did with you so much that even though this is supposed to be a continuation... I got to change it. Like, I personally hate their choice. (laughs) But I want you in it. But in good conscience, I can't have you in here blue looking crazy. Blue looking crazy. Yeah, man, his suit was great. This uh, this version of Electro was actually This is the version I wish we would have gotten in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So I feel like for them, Marvel was like, we're going to course correct this. You might be mad at us, but you're going to thank us for not doing what you think you want. So I guess I should say thank you for not giving me what I think I want. But it, but it took me out a little bit. It took me out a little bit. I was right back in, but it took me out a little bit. But his his character ended up having... He, he, he felt more specific, actually. 
He yeah. felt better in this film. Yeah, it's like he felt like he was bad with or without powers. Yes. Whereas the mm. other guy was like, you're a grown man being bullied into being a mass murderer. That doesn't just happen when you're yes. like in your 40s. Um, maybe it does. Who knows? Before I go about what took me out, I'll just say my overall love for the film. What I love so much about this movie, I was not a big fan of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Not because they weren't good and not because he wasn't excellent because he is. But it just wasn't my Spider-Man. You know, I to me, he was like Iron Boy, you know, Iron Man Jr. He had all the access to billion dollar technology. He had a butler slash assistant slash protege on his side to help him through everything. Aunt May knew he had a whole Scooby gang of supporters. Money wasn't an issue for him. And he had just nanotechnology at his disposal. And I felt like my Spider-Man that I grew up with, it was the Spider-Man who had to like use his intellect and his wits because he doesn't have access. He sews up his costume by himself. And what I loved about this movie is through what happened with the events by the end of it, he becomes that Spider-Man. You know, he doesn't have access because the Avengers don't know who he is. Stark is gone. Happy doesn't know who he is. Um, He doesn't have his friends. They don't know who he is. So in a weird way. What's odd about that, though, is the world doesn't forget who Spider-Man is. Yes. So Spider-Man was still part of the Avengers. They just don't know his identity. So as far as having access, on a technical level, Spider-Man still has an in. Peter Parker is missing. Spider-Man's not missing. I guess that is true. But I guess it was maybe a part of that intimate relationship that he had is gone. Like, you know I'm a hero that fought side by side with you, but happy you don't know that we created suits together. Um, right. What was also cool and interesting is that everyone who forgot who he was, we don't need them to go forward because MJ is not Mary Jane and the comics. Ned isn't even his friend. He's like a work friend who turns into Hobgoblin. So if Spider-Man four or five go further, he can mate. he can meet Mary Jane. He can meet Gwen Stacy. He can meet Harry Osborn. Kind of like start from scratch from here. For Except you. for Osborns don't, e- don't exist in his verse. They don't exist in New York. Well, okay. Hmm. Oscorp can be like overseas and they can, you know, they can do things. But I'm okay. saying like they can like start from scratch. He can get a job at the Daily Bugle. Like all the things that we like him doing, they can have, they have a door now. Because they, yeah. they, they pretty much erased everything. Except for this version of a Daily Bugle is more like what it's, the it's news like is straight yeah it's like infowars or something no it's but not it's, the news it's like it's like that version of online only news that exists that's the which, news. which was yeah. also a huge red flag for me like how did this guy who was literally casting behind a green screen in his skivvies in his closet apartment then have the money to pay for a Times square on the largest screen Jack, this is zero sense. Jack, this is 2021. That is the news, bro. <laughs> that that's right. that's the news. There's a green screen. There's a desk. This is like Colbert. He's like Bill Maher. So it is that. It is. On well, it was level. by the end of it, but it wasn't at the beginning of it. I mean, it also did he get blipped? Because you had he had five years to get to that point. If you didn't get blipped. Well, no. What I'm saying is, in the beginning of this Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. um, you saw he was in a studio. Yeah. Not the first time. The first time he was in like a closet with a green screen cloth just draped to the background. The second time you saw him, he had 
like famous celebrity or something. And well, he had a if, whole if, team if, of if he's the so. guy that broke Peter Parker's Spider Man, that money came in fast. Then, well, your show yeah, blew that, up that in two seconds. Been, then that might have been his trajectory. That but if you go back, been. the first time we see um, J.K. Simmons, he's literally he'd be like, if I were just doing this in my room and I put a green bed <laughs> bed drop behind me. I don't recall that, but if that's true, yeah. then breaking Spider-Man's identity would have got him all the monies. I guess that would have been the case. To like top of the news chain in two seconds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then, and then that would also give him the, the, the passion to stay on Spider-Man. Every story Spider-Man. He's a menace, like continuing to just keep that news hunger going. Um, right. And if Peter Parker but, but needs my money, point is there's, there wasn't a brick and mortar daily bugle, but they wouldn't be in this world. Newspapers dead. Like he wouldn't get a job as a photographer for a newspaper and make ends meet. No, he would be with his phone getting video, video footage of Spider-Man and sending it to Daily Bugle so it can air online. 2021, man. Mm. So it's interesting to see where that goes. Um, I loved that every cameo, you said it earlier, Jack, was earned. That it was earned. It mm. wasn't just here to be here. And Andrew Garfield broke my freaking heart. Like the whole, the whole movie, he broke my heart, man. Because he's just on the verge of tears thinking about Gwen and when he saves MJ and just, he, he was the one that said, I never had, I always wish I had brothers. Like he was the one that was just so emotional. You saw that reality echoed in all of them, although he yeah. gave voice to it. It yeah. was true for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And which is interesting because I feel like, no, you're right. Because even at this point, Peter's alone. He doesn't have Tony. May died. Like this is the only family he really has that understands this is as alone as we've ever seen him. Which is getting him closer yeah. to the Spider-Man that we're most familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, Tragic, tragically true. And if I were to say this movie did something better than the other Spider-Man movies and comic books didn't do, which is they gave us time with Aunt May to mourn her with him. Usually yeah. Uncle Ben dies so quick. We, we get an idea who he is, but we don't know, no. But here, like when she died and... It's like, oh man, we were, we we live we were with her for years. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. What did you guys think about that final battle and how they utilized all the Spider-Man? Um, I thought that was it was pretty dope. Um, the fact that they had to figure out cuz again, these were these were individuals that fought by themselves. So they didn't they don't know how to work as a team. Well, two don't know how to work as a team. The Tom Holland for Spider-Man knows how to work in a team setting. So they had to pretty much learn from him on how to make it work together. Brilliant. This is a brilliant moment. Yes, keep going. So yeah, so I I love that. I love that fact. I mean, just just their dynamic in, in general. Like I I already said this before, but when they're just like talking to each other and then on on on, top, on the Statue of Liberty, kind of comparing their adventures, you know, who they're fighting and whatnot, it's just just great. Just that whole Chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry, yeah. God. They're trying to make um uh Andrew Garfield, like they're trying to consult Andrew Garfield, like, nah, man, listen, bro, you're you're good. You're, you're, you're awesome. And he's like, nah, man, I suck. Like, no. Because honestly, I feel like when when his movies came out, people were like bad mouthing him. Like they were talking about how, how they, they didn't like him as a Spider-Man. But I'm like, yeah. yo, he was I always thought he was a great Spider-Man. He was great. Was the mind. movies were yeah. su- the movies were a little suspect, especially part yeah. two. But he was always great. But the fact that now he's getting this positive reinforcements from the other two, it is like, no, listen, listen, you're awesome. 
listen, look at me, guy. You're great. All right. <laughs> uh, but um, but just that, and then um, yeah, when they got into the into into the um into the lab, and they had to start making the cures, when they pretty much just like, you know, like oh, you it's like you got three par- Peter Parkers just doing what Peter Parker does. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was pretty dope. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I was sitting there, I was kind of looking for things to talk bad about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking for them. They're hard I, to find. They're hard to find, but then at the same time, the movie was so great, I forgot about it. That's that that that's a good movie. Yeah. You know, the other the other thing was it made me think of something after the fact. I'm like, none of the Spider-Men took me out in a sense of they didn't fit into their worlds. The costumings from all of them were a testament to how true they all were. Mm-hmm. Um, the performances were all testaments as to how close to the content they were. Like the heartbeat of all these characters were every single one of these actors were infallibly a Spider-Man. Whereas I don't know that if you took all the Batmans from all the Batman movies and put them in a universe, Hmm. it wouldn't work. They just wouldn't work. It it wouldn't work because... Spider-Man, and even though I said that Tom Holland's veered away from what I expect, at heart, even with the different tone of the movies, at heart, they're all the same. They all have the same warm, heart, nerdy, do-it-yourself spirit. The Batmans changed between directors. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're completely different. And that, that's what they, they hit it out. They, they did well here because... They didn't have to change much about the Peters or if anything at all to make it work in this world. If anything, I was worried about the MCU humor because Andrew Garfield's didn't, I mean, you know, they didn't have those, but they were so smart because they only used the humor to make them get closer. It wasn't just jokes for jokes. It was like, we're going to do the back thing and he's going to break his back. He's going to like crack his back. So they'd be funny, but you're watching brothers. Yeah, it's something emotionally that wasn't just funny. Even the web shooters, Jackie, yeah, talk about the web shooter thing. And he's like, "Are you guys making fun of me?" I can see these guys like in their bedroom. They were like, they were like, they were like, no, no, it's no, no. It's cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, and usually in these movies, it makes me mad because I'm like, "What did Peter just forget? His aunt died." But it was like, yes, in this moment, he did because his brothers gave him enough uh-huh. love for him yeah. to just escape that moment for a second before it's about to hit the fan. And it, and it comes back. It wasn't like they drop it and they don't come back to it. They come back to it. it but like right something, there. something took precedence in that moment. Yo man, this movie was good it's- from start to finish from start to finish. And that was what was so good about it. This movie started in a sprint and it never oh, stopped. Man. It they started picked, with Holy crap. They picked yeah. right up where they left off and there wasn't a moment to catch your breath. And I loved even even in the sidebar moments, like um, we get all this great information. Wong became the Sorcerer Supreme during when the was, blimp yeah. because because Strange was oh, out. Technicality, technicality, technicality. Yeah, but now there's there's this subtle tension between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, this is it was rich content. It was just good stuff. This is. This is what Endgame did, taking all the things that work to get here and using them in a way that will satisfy you in all parts of your imagination. And and they did it. The, the only I only got one issue with this movie, Jack. And the Jimmy Fox thing kind of, but I got one issue is 
the costume part did feel like this is going to be great toys. Like, like it was just green paint. It was just green paint. Aunt May didn't have magic potion to wash it. She just washed it. It's just green paint. Well, and how did he, we saw him literally wash this thing 20 times? Yeah. yeah. He was scrubbing it hard. And he turned it inside out to sell a toy. Like it made and, no sense. But it looked good. It, of course, to sell a toy, but it's like you're exposed to technology. It didn't make sense to me, though. If I'm being real honest, when he flipped that suit inside out, when we saw what was on the inside of the suit, and this is not the, uh, the Stark suit. It's not the Iron Spider suit. This, this is a regular his, suit. His, no, his, his darker version Spider-Man regular suit. There was all kinds of like animatronics, not animatronic, but like uh, wires. Wires, and I'm like, what are those for? And that must be really uncomfortable, I thought. Very uncomfortable. And But but his regular suit does have tech because, you know, he puts it on and it's baggy and it gets tight and, like, the eyes do stuff. And he, <laughs> hacked, he hacked the There's previous a lot of, a lot of tech in there. It's it, it was to sell a toy. And it's the same thing when the nanotechnology went on to uh, Dr. Rock's arms and he kind of gave it back, kind of creating this integrated spider suit with the gold emblem. But it didn't do anything. So I'm like, you have the nanotech back. Do you still have eye? Like, why are you not using your armor in this fight? I'm happy he didn't have fight? it. I'm happy he didn't have it because I want him to Spider-Man, just Spider-Man. But I didn't know why he didn't have it. And when he yeah. gave it back, I'm like, it makes a cool toy, though. The, the, the new movie Spider-Man suit has a gold emblem. But like, but for what? Why? Why? What, what does it do? Because it looks fun. Yeah, I just want to bring it back. When they were on the roof and they had to, when they had to find Spider Man, they Tom Holland, Peter Parker, and they 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 introduced the the other two, and how he, he sat there and tried to be like, oh, don't tell me that you both uh, had the same, uh, were going through the same pain, or you know how the pain felt, yo, bro. Let me tell you how Andrew Garfield, whenever this man like got emotional, I felt that. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, through his soul, Rich. Yeah. Yo. Every time Andrew Garfield got emotional, I felt like this man's a good actor. Like, I'm sorry. He bro. did more than he had to. Like he didn't even he did. like he didn't have to. Yeah. But uh, but 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 that's that's a that's an actor for you because he's like dropping in here is gonna pay off so much when I save MJ later in the movie. Like yep. you're gonna like it's gonna pay itself off. Ah, so good, man. So good. Um where do you where do you think it goes from here? I, th- well, I think what you said, man. They basically, this film ends with the universe getting rebooted for Spider-Man. So now we're looking at a fresh Spider-Man with the, the only next thing on the agenda is the symbiote, which has been placed and is going to be looking for him, you know, and that was clear. So if the post credit scene did anything, it just sets up that, all right, man. Now you got a Spider-Man that we identify. He's in his handmade suit that he's sewn himself. He's got no ties to anyone. He's good looking suit too. I like the way that it's all shiny, oh, shiny yeah. blue. But it's old school. Christmas. But it's old yeah. school. Oh yeah, it's like an old school Spider-Man suit. Kind of look like Christmas ornament. Yeah, it's a little shiny, <laughs> baby. I got a theory for you guys. Since there is a multiverse, we established there is a multiverse, and the multiverse is intact. It's not broken. And we see Warner Brothers over here saying there's a multiverse, so we can have movies that don't connect, and it's okay. 
Now, the Morbius trailer played for this, and you've all seen it before. It's not new. And the image on the wall of Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire. Is there a world where Sony gets to make their own standalone Spider-Man films without the MCU, establishing that Tobey's Spider-Man does exist in the multiverse? We can jump back into him as Spider-Man, and it won't step on Holland's toes. Morbius is the, the, the Spider-Man on the building of Morbius is Toby. Yeah. So what if that's his world? And we're going to still well, get him in that world, and it's but, okay. But who is, uh, who is Michael Keaton in that world? Vulture. I know, but a different Vulture, but the same Vulture? Yo, they, things they are getting alike. real mixed up they nowadays, and, and I love it. <laughs> they look alike. <laughs> Just like, and for Venom, there is no Spider-Man in his world. He's a Spider-Man-less world in his universe. So I'm saying, mm. if, if Toby's down to come back to do a Spider-Man 4, not 4 movie, now they made it so it won't step on the But it's not going to be, that's true. That's true-ish. Um. I don't know, man. This movie was so good. There are a lot of possibilities coming off of it. But it's also like, leave. I don't know, man. There's money to be made. That's the thing. People don't want to make money. But do you leave something that's so perfect alone? The reason why I'm for this is because Toby Spider-Man is a full adult with a full adult NJ. It's, it's a different story. It won't step on the toes of Holland. It's like a completely different place in time. Like you can watch one and then watch the other one. You might even, not even be able to compare them because you're it's dealing the, with. It's the old man Logan version of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. You watch an old man Logan. And if you were to watch a new Wolverine movie, you can't compare them. Like, but does that doing? version of Spider-Man work without a younger mentor? Yo. Freaking yes. Miles Morales no, could be in his not, film. Not everything needs to be Batman Beyond. No. Because all right, all for right, those all for right. those who I'm don't just know, saying, though. Spider-Man on. in the comics spends more time as an adult than he does a teenager in the that's comic relative. books. He's only a teenager yeah. for like a short yeah, amount of time in the 60s, true. and then he's an adult. So we can have that. You can have that. Bring Kirsten Dunst back. Like bring him back. And then nor oh, oh this is my other theory here. Because it's also a different world. In their worlds now, Norman Osborn doesn't die. Never died. Well, he also doesn't really... He comes back as Green Goblin, but all of a sudden, Toby's fighting him and Green Goblin's reformed. He's like, yeah. oh. All of the villains. All of them which are is like, actually interesting for all of the villains now. In the middle and, of their fight, they're reformed. you know who else? So, so actually, Toby Maguire's world just became really interesting because Doc Ock has gone back as a hero. Mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. and you got uh norman osborn has gone back as a good guy but norman still wasn't really a good guy before the formula so that's where it gets interesting yeah. with norman but my question is did they all go back okay here's another thing that's odd and, and i have real questions about this the spell that strange cast affected the multiverse and when he cast the spell again it affected the multiverse so did he actually just F up everybody's Peter Parker? Because his spell was that everyone forgets Peter Parker. And it sent that out into the multiverse so no one was looking for Peter Parker. No, I think that was just specific for his Peter Parker because everyone's coming to see him because when he messed up the spell the first time. It's specific to his? I guess. But if, but if they don't want it to be in a later there's, movie? There's some gray area in there. It's yeah, open. But I think I think they didn't want us to leave with thinking that Toby and Andrew were going back to like a messed up yeah. life. Yeah, that would be 
That's not the sense. I didn't get that sense, but I'm thinking about it right now, looking at the spell going, it might have been a technicality. <laughs> um, let's assume not, though. So, so if that's the case, you have Doc Ock, you have Green Goblin, All who alive. both know his identity, and, yep. but now they're on the side of good. Yo, that's a pretty strong team. It's interesting. But also it's interesting because when Peter goes back to his time, but still, if, if, if Green Goblins goes back on the side of good, that means Harry Osborn never turns into Hobgoblin. Well, here's the thing. Green guy, he was never good. Norman was yeah. never good. He was a bastard of a father, and he was a bully of a businessman. So he was never good. Maybe but, if he goes back, but if he goes back retaining this knowledge, that's he what might, I'm getting. He might be good, or he might. We don't know. He's a, he's a question back mark. Back into his ways. Dr. Octavius is good. Now, when Peter goes back, Toby, he's going back to 2021. These guys were still pulled out of their timeline where they went bad. So when Peter goes back to his timeline, he would have already seen 15, 20 years pass with these guys living a Exactly. Life, which Interesting. Changes their realities. He comes back. Harry's alive. Like you said, all of a sudden, freaking James Franco's like, what's up, friend? And like, freaking Toby's like, tears. Like, oh, my God. Now, mm-hmm. what sucks is Gwen Stacy's still dead. Because Harry Osborn of that world is the reason why she died, not Electro. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Harry became Green Goblin is because he got sick. Everything that happened to Harry in that world was independent of Electro. Electro had nothing to do with him getting sick, him wanting Spider-Man to heal him, Spider-Man saying no, and he wants revenge against Spider-Man. All that stuff would still play out kind of in the way it does. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little different. I don't know. So he still has to deal with that, which is good because I think that, that was the point of saving MJ is that he, he was able to heal from that loss because of that. Yeah, um, a little bit. Like, speculation freaking city. Um, right. But what I do love is that, so, that, that, that Marvel was like, I see, Sony, you wanted to stick Tom Hardy and your Venom in our universe. We see you, and we understand, and we appreciate you, but we're going to come up with a reason why he's gone, because that's but, not going to work but for our universe. the question to me was... <laughs> What well, they haven't justified, well, they haven't justified is why he was there in the first place. Exactly. Because he doesn't know who Peter Parker is. Right. So my unless, thing- unless what they're saying is the symbiote, because the symbiote operates on a whole nother plane of existence and reality that subconsciously. He said, who in the is hive, he? I know, but in the, the hive, hive mind, hive. in the hive mind of the symbiote, you can make an argument that he knew. Because the symbiote in, to- in, in, in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, they're connected across the multiverse. So right. He knew. So you could, you, could, you could make that argument, but I'm they going did. out on a limb to make it. <laughs> well, you have, well, because a part of me just feels like Sony did what they wanted to do. Yeah. And then Marvel's like, I'm glad you did that in your standalone movie, but that's not what we want here. So we're going to just pay Tom Hardy a lot of money to erase that post-credit <laughs> scene. Yeah, um, well, essentially, it's pretty much what happened. Uh, man, I mean, is there anything left? I feel like there's so much more to say, but I'm so overwhelmed by this movie. Yeah, and it's repetitively good. It's it's that's that's I'm, the takeaway, ladies and gentlemen. That's the takeaway. If you haven't seen the movie and you listen to this, go. It's actually not going to spoil it. It'll spoil it, but it's not going to spoil it in the sense of. Man, it's just so freaking enjoyable. I could go watch it again right now. Me too. And and just get immersed. I'll piggyback with Jack. I saw it Thursday night because I already saw something on YouTube. 
that kind of spoiled it, just scrolling through because this movie came out overseas already. So all them people had their phones in the theater recording. And I'm scrolling through YouTube I look at geek stuff and all of a sudden I see a picture of freaking Andrew Garfield and in my mind, I'm like, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. But I got to see this movie tonight before it's spoiled. Even seeing Andrew Garfield in that image and knowing he was going to come out, it didn't matter. It's not the surprise that kicks you in the feels. It'll make you scream at first. Yeah. But but what hits you in the feels is the story. It's the content that kicks you in the feels. They didn't go for that cheap little, they could have got that cheap applause and then just did nothing. But they didn't. Ah, so freaking cool. I was just doing a little digging. And um, apparently, the symbiote's hive minds are connected through the little multiverse. There you go. So... So it was Toby's venom. Yeah. So they're connected. So that's that that little that little uh symbiote. He's going after him. He's gonna go after him. Yeah. Which is crazy because when Doctor Strange had the cracks in the sky and all those people, what if those are all like all different venoms? Because they all are like called here because of the high mind. That'll be nuts of the Well, listen, I've said this a few times in some previous cast we've done. There was a banger of a Venom storyline came out this past year called The King in Black and holy effing Jesus, you deal with the hive mind, you deal with where the symbiotes originate in the first place and when they collectively decided to start sweeping across the cosmos, there wasn't much that could stop them. Dude. So like... What if if that's down the line? (laughs) And then we gotta bring Andrew and Toby back. For reinforcements. You'd have to bring everything back for reinforcements. Dude. Everything. Dude. Everything. I mean, I'll say this. In the comics, spoiler alert, since we're spoiling everything else, <laughs> they throw everything at it. The X-Men, the Avengers, the Spider-Pig, everything is... Wait, 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 wait. All right, I might have thrown that last. I'm I'm like, okay. I might have faked on that one a little bit. (laughs) Nothing, nothing stands a chance. Nothing stood a chance. Dude. It's crazy. The King in Black, check that comic out. The world is open. I got only one thing I got to say is, yo, DC... Marvel has beaten you to every punch and not necessarily because they did it better, but because they did it first and first they've done it better. They've done it better, but first is also better. If Avengers is great, but if you watch the, it's it's great because it was first, there's a lot of holes in it. Mm. And they did the multiverse multi superheroes from different movies. I don't know how they beat y'all to it, but they beat you to it. So flashpoint has to be really bananas now. Jesus. Y'all better come with it. Michael Keaton as a cameo won't be enough now. Here's here's the other thing. Yo, man, Marvel did a great job at maintaining the illusion that are these other Spider-Mans going to be in it or not? Yo, they lied through their teeth. Every Lied, and I don't hate them for it. I was thinking about that. I was like, man, I straight up watched interviews where they put their hand on the Bible type of question answer situation we're like nah i'm not in the movie i wish i was and i don't i can't fault them for it because i'm glad because even even when we knew it was that question mark because they kept lying and andrew garfield's doing a press tour right now for tick tick um yeah the netflix joint and every every press conference is are you in spider-man he's like i'm not in it 
Tom Holland's like, they're not in it. I would love to work with them one day. They're not mm-hmm. like, they're just lying through their teeth enough to make us question like, yeah, are they? Yeah. It better be. And I, I was in the, we were doing the podcast and I'm like, here, I'm like, guys, curb your expectations. Cause yeah. they might not, they probably won't be in it. Man, I have not been happier to be wrong. This movie I know. And, and the payoff was so, so freaking good. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, there was nothing left on the table. You know, we posted on the gram a few weeks back this video clip of the trailer where, where Rich was talking about how you saw Lizard's face get hit and distorted and they scrubbed out someone. And then yeah. we posted someone, a fan, had literally put in and what was so nice about the fan if you go watch the fans video who did that thing we posted it's like 10 minutes long he talks about which spider-man he put in which positions and what attacks he had them do and he literally had andrew garfield attacking the lizard with a kick because he said that was andrew garfield's kind of signature attack move was was more in his feet whereas toby's was different and so that's the move we see him doing in that clip we posted, which actually ended up being pretty damn similar to the movie. He got a kick attack. Yeah. I got to give props to Marvel, man, because the commitment to the lie. Oh, yeah. So I like, can't fault them. They scrubbed oh, yeah. them out just, oh, just, yeah. just so we as an audience can have the feels. Yeah. They spent more money to get rid of stuff they shot just so we can feel something. Yeah, and then we just spoiled it all for you. Spoiler alert. One one last thing I want to say here is there's just, I can't wait for this to really come out like on Blu-ray and streaming because there's so many images that yeah. were caught. Like that image of the three Spider-Man landing. Like I want to just get that image. Dude. Oh, yeah. come on. Or when they're in the sky, like just when yeah. they're just swinging, you just kind of get that shot. Yeah. Or even Toby and Andrew, like just how they kind of pop up on top of yep. the roof before they drop down to meet Tom Holland. Like yep. this is really some great, and then, and then them hugging at the end, yep. it's like a lot of cre- great stills. I want like high def. I when can't wait. Like I'm going to have to get this movie, not only physical copy, but I just need the, the digital as well. I need it all. Dude, I need it all. This is going on the freaking shelf, Rich. There's no way this can't be in the collection. It has to. It has Dude, to. I'm a, I might be a Marvel guy now, Jack. I might just throw out my Superman toys and say, I can't. Whoa, 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 I can't, whoa, I can't whoa, do whoa, it. Whoa. I can't do it no more. Ah, you holding up an Alex Ross cover of Superman. You're talking about getting rid of him? What's wrong yeah, with what y'all? Am I, what am I doing over here? But come I will on, say, I, I say this, Flashpoint, we got Spider-Verse 2 coming out. Flashpoint, listen, Marvel has said we own the multiverse. Bring it. And Michael Keaton in a bat suit after what we saw. Unfor- unfortunately, Michael Keaton in a bat suit is not going to just be enough after what yeah. we just saw. Unfortunately, <laughs> 10 years ago, it would have been enough. <laughs> That's all we would have needed. Now, yeah, I make the argument that three months ago, it might have been enough. Two weeks ago, it probably would have been enough. But it ain't enough now. Not Gentlemen, enough now. it just ain't enough now. Man, that's all we, we just say. saw every Spider Man. And most of the villains from the last 20 years of Spider-Man movies in one freaking movie. And they all had a moment. They all had their moment. Every character had their moment. So it didn't feel like they're just there for fan service. Yeah. You know, and even the lizard who felt like he could be for there for fan service still had his moment when he spoke that he is sick in his head and the plan still has to happen. We have to turn the, the city into lizards. I mean, it was so good. It was so good. 
Um, that's all I got to say about it. I, 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 we might have to do a part two because there's probably so many things we haven't even touched on. We well, bring another brother. Probably we're not going to do a part two because we're talking the Matrix next. Oh, that's right. We're talking Matrix next. Talking about we're jumping on the matrix, but first, I got some recommendations, guys. Oh, let's have some recommendations. Okay, since we're going deep into the multiverse, I figured I'd pull out some multiverse things that you might enjoy, film and TV wise. First off, is you can't talk about the multiverse without talking about Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I mean, you can almost argue. Which is the better multiverse movie between these two? Of course, this one that came out hits us in our nostalgia in a way the other one can't. But the Spider-Verse is a strong contender for best superhero movie of all time as well. And they did have a spider pig. And they did have a spider pig. You are right. And another one is... <laughs> I love... Rich He's over the pig. <laughs> been over the pig. <laughs> the CW has been doing this multiverse crossover thing way before, man. They freaking yeah, yeah. did the crisis where you have Brandon Routh come back from Superman Returns to link up with Tyler Hoechlin, who's playing Superman or Supergirl at the time. And you also had John Wesley Shipp from the 90s who played Flash teaming up with Grant Gustin, who plays Flash here. And then you freaking have, um, you had uh, Ezra Miller's Flash meets Grant Gustin's Flash in The Flash. I'm like, who are you? And at the time, Ezra Miller's Flash wasn't named The Flash. So he's like, are you Flash? He's like, that's a cool name. Like, the CW have been doing this for a while. Burt Ward showed up <laughs> as an older Dick Grayson walking through the streets. So you got to show love there. If you want to see some great multiverse stuff, I would say catch their infinite. Kevin Conroy came back as old man Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. who killed Superman in his reality, who's Ooh. sick in the head. Um, it's just fantastic. Um, those are the two most, oh, and another thing, if you are into the comics and you like Ghostbusters, we talked about it in our previous recommendations, there's a Ghostbuster comic where you have the movie Ghostbusters team up with the cartoon real Ghostbusters and a multiverse ghost bonanza. That's what I got. Bonanza. Bonanza. Busting makes me feel good. <laughs> we keep coming back to that as long as we talk about Ghostbusters guys man what a talk I have to say I've been I've been showing restraint not calling you guys saying did you see it yet did you see it yet can we talk about yeah. it please come yeah. on oh this is good Chris we're probably going to talk tomorrow because you're going to need someone to talk to since you missed this podcast <laughs> <laughs> when he sees it but thank y'all so much for tuning in man make sure you like Subscribe, download, tell your friends. Try to review. It helps with the algorithm. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Three brothers and a shot of milk. We're dropping content all day, every day. We are part of this community. We want to just be geeks. We get to talk about the stuff we love and give the space for that to happen. We will be back. Check us next time. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. Andrew Garfield for the feels. <laughs>